This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today, we check in with Brian Bro Brosnow. We had a chance to talk to him right before the walleye season was done, so we talk a little walleye, but we talk a ton more about fish you can still get, and of course, get ready for soft water too. It's all coming up on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Hi, this is Toby Kavali-Bach of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, checking in with our friend Brian Bro, Bro's Doll of Bro's Guide Service, uh, who is actually, I don't know, he's a podcast host, he's a multimedia superstar, and he, he uh, even gives us a little time. Bro, welcome back to the show. Wow, that's what a big introduction. <laughs> I, but mostly I'm a fishing guide. Mostly you are a fishing guide. You were actually going to do a little media stuff today, but uh, with all this nasty weather that's coming down through the uh, southern part of uh, the central and southern part of the state, uh, you got a day off? I got a day off, and uh, it was either, uh, well, it was supposed to be by Malax there, and uh, Malax has been real cruel to me uh, <laughs> when I've had to go down there in the middle of winter, and uh, but it's really exciting to be here, and I'm going to hit the water. Very cool. Of course, uh, our area is doing okay. We're not going to get too much snow up here, so we should be able to get out there and have some fun. But, um, you know, we, we talked earlier, bro, about this. Uh, you know, we had all that snow early, made things tough for a while. Things seem to have settled out, at least up here in the north part. But what's going to hit the central and southern part of the state is going to really wreak havoc on some of those ice anglers, i got to think. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, put out the welcome mat. They're going to be coming our way Uh <laughs> But I will. I gotta warn people. Uh, uh, there's some. Uh, you're, you're able to travel on the bright and sunny days. You can see these snowdrifts that we uh, acquired earlier in the year, and then they froze hard. Um, it's not so much those on a bright day. You could drive around them with a truck, but there's some deep slush pockets that uh, your average vehicle or your average truck isn't going to make it through, and. Uh, I've been uh, hearing about them, and I found some myself. So uh, be careful, even if you see a, a lot of vehicles around. Mm-hmm. Um, they are out there. Okay. Well, when you go out today, what are you going to be fishing for? Uh, I, I'm going to uh, play with the walleyes today, and uh, I'm not that mad at them, so I'll probably just let them go free. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to catch some walleyes because uh, they're ending very soon here, and uh, the jumbo perch are starting to bite, and lakes. The lakes I've been on have been Cass, Winnie, and the north end of Leach, uh, a little bit uh, on the Bemidji area lakes, some of the smaller ones, and uh, Black Duck area, North Ulm. Um, and it's started out fantastic this year. It's kind of slowed down, and I got, of course, when it gets slow, my phone blows up what's going on here. And uh, But now it got quiet again because people are starting to catch fish. 
Okay. Well, if they are starting to catch fish, so <laughs> yeah, so let's get quiet. That's right. Um, uh, as we get one of the things you mentioned, walleye season is going to end, and one of the things people need to remember, even though walleye season ends and we can still fish for other things, we still need to get a new license as of March first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't uh, don't get. I mean, just remember uh, that the, the DNR is going to be checking, and that's a classic case. And uh, and so make sure you pick up a license on your way, or, or do it right away. Just get yeah. it over with and have, be done with it. But uh, they are out checking uh, uh, quite a bit this year, and uh, there's a lot of vehicle traffic there's been, so they're just keeping an eye on their resources for us, which is good. But pick up your license. And uh, one thing, uh, anglers, uh, remember, if you're not finding fish, it's a different year. It's uh, it's not on the same time schedule as before. Some lakes uh, got uh, zebra or quagga mussels and got clear, so they're not behaving like normal. Uh, your lakes, like Leech and... Uh, Cass, Winnie, and surrounding lakes that do have them, uh, those fish just aren't on that same old bus schedule that they used to be. Uh, I'm, I'm predicting maybe a week behind, depending. And a lot of your shallow areas for big jumbo perch, which normally they'd be inhabiting, uh, they're hanging out deeper. They're not coming in just yet because there's no cover, there's no weeds, and uh, so they're just a little reluctant to move in. And in some places, panfish, but... Uh, I'm getting good reports. Uh, my friends are catching crappies up at Red Lake. There's a couple of year classes showing up uh, in quite a few spots, actually. So is it going to be the crappie mecca, or are we just getting a little bit? Hard to say. Well, March, of course, is a great time to go ice fishing. That last bit of ice fishing before the ice goes out is, is, is always very, very good, very, very successful. Uh, but as you know, the world is a, is a changing place, and water... Uh, is is changing in our north country for sure and that's gonna that's not gonna just be an ice fishing phenomenon as we know that's going to affect the way we fish in soft water season too absolutely uh it's it's more of an uh adapting and getting rid of your old habits i hear all the time and i've been hearing it for for over a decade is i used to catch them doing this and now i'm not catching them doing that so i tell them okay don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> time Time to start uh, digging through your Northland fishing tackle, and you know maybe you need to throw in a tungsten uh, fireball jig. A tungsten jig it just fishes a little different, uh, and they have a great hookup. Um, but in in ice fishing, you know sometimes plastics when water gets clear, plastics work extremely well, and that's in uh, ice and open water. So there's a little tip for you, and you know I fish the National Walleye Tour for many years in the FLW before that. And a lot of the places we went to had these clear water situations, and uh, they had great weigh-ins, and everybody caught a lot of fish. They just did it differently. You know, away from the boat, uh, using your hummingbird, uh, the, the forward viewing or the side imaging the fish. Um, and lucky we do have those, those new advances because uh, a lot of fish on clear lakes aren't going to let you uh, drive over them. And everybody might notice uh, some clear lakes, and, uh, Park Rapids, uh, Bemidji itself, uh, Brainerd area, uh, Mille Lacs, and some of our big waters here, Leaks Lake. You could see the glow of the reef when you're pulling up on it, uh, where you're going through the mud and it comes up 
and there's rocks and there's sand. You could see it glowing in the distance, and never used to see that before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know where your reefs are just by the the color change when the water is semi clear, and uh, and the fish are, are real sneaky. Uh, and even if you don't see them on four viewing, they're using it. They're there. Um, they're they're just being tricky. They might be up or down, and we're going to start seeing that in Bemidji. So uh, my predictions are. The, the fish population is going to be great, and instead of being spread out everywhere, they're going to be concentrated like a school of minnows. Well, that yeah, that is definitely going to change things for sure. Um, overall, though, bro, taking a look at the ice fishing season, discounting the fact that we did have trouble getting out there, the fishing itself this winter, how was it? And were there any surprises as far as lakes that, uh, that were particularly uh, productive this year? Well, yeah, uh, one of them was Winnie, and, and no one wants to mention it, but everybody knows, so you got to talk about it a little bit. But <laughs> Winnie, uh, over the years, has been fantastic, and people are talking about all these 15 to 17-inch fish when they were 9 to 11 inches, and they get a few 13s. That was two, three years ago, and so everybody got pretty excited about it. And then the fish started getting all over 13 inches, closer to 14 inches, last year so they got even more excited now this year we're starting to see more 14 to uh just about 17 and uh oh boy <laughs> there's every every uh, resort that's in operation has got a road to the other side just about and uh and there's thousands and thousands of houses out there but nature has a way of fixing itself they just stopped biting in uh january and uh because there's so many young of the year personal lakes there's several year classes of micro, I call them micro perch, it's easy to understand. Everywhere you drop your lure, there's little perch there. Well, when it's like that, walleyes don't have to work for their food, nor do giant perch. So you're going to have less concentrations because they're, they're down there digesting the dozen minnows they have in their belly. And uh, so it's self-protected itself, and uh, they stopped biting. And uh, some people got them. You know, you've got a blanket coverage of, of a huge amount of houses. Um, but for the most part, they had a lot of swim bites, and uh, so it protected itself. So, But now they're starting to bite, and they know it's time to start resting here pretty soon, so they're going to feed hard. And But it's not just that lake. Uh, little surprises all over the area. Uh, you know, cast was super tough, and uh, people went out there and really worked hard and found a few fish near weeds. Uh, but it's a big, big lake. Yeah. But uh, in Fort Viewing, I watched where people drill holes and the fish start swimming away. But the problem is they don't stop. They just keep swimming. <laughs> they never come back. <laughs> and so everybody's like, what's with that lake? I'm like, well, they got a big tail and they never turn around. They just swim away from you. So, uh, But you don't have to worry about gas for your auger anymore to bring an extra battery. Um, right. <laughs> but the Bidji has been really good. And uh, if I was a little bit closer to it i might have been out there a lot more because bemidji is a, a very consistent lake and it's right there in town but it's it's a factory for walleyes and jumble perch uh, has great forage base lots of vegetation still there's no rusty crayfish in there so there's cabbage and the fish are less uh less roamy like they are in some of the other lakes well, I know that uh, somebody who has fished as often as you have over the years has probably caught a, an eel powder or two, but that is now a very popular fish to go after. Do you uh, do you ever target them, or is that just an accidental one for you? Well, let's just say we're 
where I guide quite a bit, um, we catch them all the time, and we're not even fishing for them. Yeah. So it would be fun to actually target them, and um, they're 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 a blast. Uh, we love them. Everybody loves them. And I remember quite the opposite uh, when I first started guiding. Is uh, you know, I'd have to unhook it. Now people won't let me touch them. It's like gold. <laughs> uh, uh, I always ask, well, you probably don't want that. And they go, yes, I do. You know, because you know, if they don't want it, I'll take it off their hands. Sure. But the eel pout are are like gold, and they are a fish that's really, really colorful. Um, some of them have them yellow uh, kind of uh, patchy stripes, and very tropical looking, and very a, a mysterious fish that lurks in deeper waters and steep edges in all of our lakes. But Michigan is probably one of the best lakes in the past and now it still is but you got to look in different areas the legendary spots aren't legendary anymore it's the bee spots and Cass, Winnie, Leech are all fantastic places for eel pout and uh, kind of the kind of the wild west of eel pout it's really, they're, they're, they're super loaded and there's a lot of them and this is that time of year where the eel pout move up to spawn and you'll find them Find some rock bars that, uh, you know, top out at 8 to maybe 14 feet of water, and then look over the sides, and there they will be on those uh, not super deep but mid-range flats in that uh, 20 to 35 feet of water. Find those flats, and uh, if there's a little cara or uh, filamentous algae on top of them, uh, there's going to be crayfish, and eel pout eat crayfish. They love crayfish. And- so... Uh, Get a buckshot rattle spoon that glows. Uh, color is probably secondary to the to the fact it glows. If you get that glass buckshot in in glow white and put uh, one or two fatheads on there, you're going to get a pout if you pound the bottom with that thing. The crazy thing about eel pout that, that makes them them so great to fish during the winter is they spawn in the winter. That is uh, pretty much unheard of. Yeah, it is. It's. It's really unique. There's some cold water spawners in the fall. Uh, you know, whitefish come in, and, and that's where people take advantage of those. But eel pout spawn in the coldest water, you know, and that's in the fall when the sun gets high, or in the uh, late winter. And then shortly after them, when the ice, as soon as the ice goes out, the perch are spawning. So, but the uh, the neat thing about uh, eel pout is everything follows them. Everything eats their eggs. So... We have another fish that's really strange up here that very few people have seen, and it's called a whitefish, a lake whitefish. On the Great Lakes, they target them, but they're, you know, not quite as big as they are on our lakes. Uh, they average four to eight pounds. They kind of look resemble what you would imagine a bonefish in saltwater would look like. They don't have an overbite like a tulipy. They have kind of an underbite, and they are a big, fun fish to catch. And they, they're absolutely just a delicious fish, and you don't have to smoke them. They're not oily. They have bones, but the bones come out. That's a lake whitefish, and they are in a lot of our big waters. So it's it's something maybe uh, the old pout enthusiast who wanted to go for something different might look to uh, catch some big, giant whitefish, and it's not rare to see them over 10 pounds. Brian Bro Brosdell joining us on the podcast. Got a lot more to cover with Bro next. Hi, Bro Brosdell. Proud to help educate Kevin Jackson on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, 
Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service and Fish House Rentals. Are you looking to plan your next ice fishing adventure? Well, look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is the place to be. There are over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji. Come drop a line at becoming a fishing legend. While on your fishing adventure, explore the hundreds of well-groomed snowmobile trails that Bemidji has to offer. Don't forget to take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Bemidji, bigger fish and better stories. I'm Bruce Jean and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Bro, bros, all my guests today, we're talking about everything in the fishing world. And bro, tell us a little bit about what you've been seeing at the shows. Are any cool new uh, trinkets coming out that we want? Oh yeah, there's one that it's called One Boat Network. It's a hummingbird app that goes on your phone. So it has, you've seen some of these primitive GPS maps that people have. This is like a high-tech map that you would have on a big fish finder, like on a Helix, on your phone that allows you to run your your, your trolling motor, your graphs, all kinds of stuff. Plus, it's like uh, the new VX ship that they come out. It's just like that. And it has algorithms that pick out fishing spots for you that are based on uh, your fishing pros, even some of my stuff that I filled out that's on there. So if uh, if you want to hire a guy, just get that app and just punch in uh, the questions and go to the spot that tells you. You'd be pretty surprised. But uh, this new uh, app, the One Boat Network, goes right on your phone, your smartphone. And uh, <laughs> it's getting that's getting really advanced and uh, I would say that's probably the one of the more unique things. And then uh, Aquaview making uh, big screen cameras that are small, if that's uh, kind of an oxymoron. So they're they're like a tablet. And they got a big screen. You can mount them anywhere. You can mount them on a snowmobile. You can mount them in your fish house. You could run uh, a cable to your big screen TV and run off of it. But in HD color, you got this tablet you can carry around, very portable, and it comes in with a carrying case. I thought that was really spectacular, and uh, that would that would be it. And then, of course, Lund, their Pro V twenty seventy five has so many bells and whistles. You got to come down to the open houses at Rays and check them out. They got rod storage in the gunnels. They've got so many different access storages, and they're kind of a a boat that. Hey, if you have to ask your wife, wife for permission, show her the boat, and she'll say yes. Because <laughs> all the kids on tubes of this boat, you can. It's pretty amazing, and that's the one that I'm going to be running this year. Uh, I, I sold my 219 glass, and I'm going to go to the 2075 aluminum. I'm pretty, pretty impressed with this Pro V with uh, all its bells and whistles, and kind of uh, makes it easier to use electronics. There's places to to store stuff, batteries. It, just a really cool boat and you can see it right in town at Ray's uh, when they come in or uh, at the at the show all right 
Is there anything, um, well, as we get ready for, for uh, spring season and soft water season, what are the, the key things you're doing and we should be doing to make sure we're ready opening day? Just make sure you uh, check your batteries, uh, and it might be time to update. If you are, if you want to make sure your motor starts, run your electronics to a different battery. That's a big trend right now. Get an amped outdoors uh, 100 amp hour battery and run all your big screen graphs to it, and then get it its own charger. Sounds expensive, but it's not. It's not expensive. You don't need so much stuff running off your starting battery. And just have a regular ATM battery for your starting battery. And then they make now 24-volt and 36-volt batteries. So it's one battery that's 36 volts. So you can really lighten your load in your boat. And I run two of them. I have two 36-volt 50-amp-hours joined together. So if you're having battery troubles, now's the time to fix it and get ahead of it. Because these batteries sell out super fast. And they, they should be available right now, so uh, check with that. And uh, make sure you're batteried up. And then also, Northland Fishing Tech, when them tungsten jigs come out, scoop them up. They're, they're really awesome. Uh, you know, they're, they're a jig that uh, we've tried, and everybody loves them. Um, the MVP jig, if you're throwing plastics, which there's some really cool stuff you're going to see this summer. I really can't uh, trump Northland's cards, but there's some stuff that's just amazing coming and uh but watch watch for that that's that's coming later uh, a little bit towards summer but make sure you load up on some uv uh jigs from northland fishing tackle and uh there's some smaller panfish stuff and some cool walleye stuff coming so keep your eyes on northland fishing tackle and watch their releases as they come that's all i can say it's a little tease (laughs) all right all right uh, okay, general advice for us going out fishing here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, where should we be heading? What do we need to throw down the hole? And uh, and what should we be fishing for? Well, you know, as, as walleye closes, obviously we talked about eel pout. Mm-hmm. And bite, they start biting during the day. You know, fish those deep breaks uh, with uh, rocky or cara top areas on Leech Lake or surrounding area lakes. And, um, you know, throw down a globe buckshot. But uh, fish for for big jumbo perch, uh, where the area is doing really well. There's a lot of lakes have a lot of big ones. There's a lot of food in the lakes, so they're growing really fast. And uh, you definitely want to use a bug spoon. It's one of my favorites, and I like the name. But more more than that, it it's something that perch just inhale. And uh, sneeze is a good color. Uh, one of my favorites is electric perch because perch are carnivores, and, and cannibals they eat their their own. Uh, but it looks like a larva, and an eighth ounce uh, or a quarter ounce robug spoon will get you a lot of perch, but go with the smaller ones if you're fishing crappies or bluegills, and if you haven't fished spoons for bluegills, you're missing the boat. A uh, couple waxies hanging off of uh, a sixteenth ounce robug spoon are going to get you big bluegills, and uh, just remember to catch photo and release them. And crappies, crappies have been extremely well this winter they've never stopped biting panfish are probably they've been the best bite of the whole winter and so the best of everything's coming except walleyes and of course you'll accidentally catch them because they're going to get active but uh i i'm predicting an exceptional perch bite and all the big lakes and uh and panfish 
are, are available right now. And remember, border waters are still open after walleye closed. You've got Lake of the Woods. You've got uh, the South Dakota and Wisconsin border waters of Mississippi, Big Stone, Traverse, and, of course, Lake of the, Go- Lake of the Woods. And then Four Mile and Rainy River are closed for, for keep. You can't keep them. Um, they have their own season. You have to go out of the gap and fish uh, Lake of the Woods if you want keeper fish. All right. And uh, can you get us on the ice yet, or are you booked up now? I'm actually uh, looking to open water, so if you okay. have any tapes in mind, you want to go fishing and try out my Lund Pro-V, uh, definitely give me a shout. Go to brosguyservice.com or text me. I like texts. All right. Uh, and just give me a shout, and I'll take you out in that Pro-V. And we guide for walleyes all summer long. Awesome. All right. Before we wrap it up, bro, we got to do our fast five. Find out the oh. truth of bro, bro's doll. Are you ready? Sure. Here we go. Fast five. <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> Question number one. What is bro bro's doll's favorite pizza? Uh, Hawaiian. Oh, you're, you're a pineapple guy. I'm a pineapple guy. I like, I like that mix, and, and uh, I know fruit on a pizza doesn't sound good, but you know what? I've eaten a lot of pizza, and I had to try something different. Well, those those are fighting words for some people, but I'm with you. I like the Hawaiian. Yeah. All yeah. right, question number two. All these years of fishing, what is the biggest fish you have ever caught? Oh, boy. I would say surgeon in that 80-pound range up at uh, Rainy River. Uh, one of them big monsters uh, pushing 70 inches didn't get a girth on it but uh, just handling it it felt like I was trying to lift my snowblower <laughs> that's funny I caught some big stuff in salt water too some sharks and all that stuff but that hardly counts you know, yeah uh, I'm not under in my own boat gotcha alright question number three when you were growing up, did did young, fresh-faced Bro Brosdahl have a favorite TV show? Oh, yeah. Barney Miller. Oh, that's a good one. Because I, I like the one-liner Dave Pagoda would say. <laughs> he always had his big eyebrows. Yeah, I like that. Well, it only makes sense that Bro Brosdahl's favorite TV character would be named Fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, question number four. Besides fishing and hunting, what is your favorite sport? Oh, besides fishing and hunting. Uh, I, I, well, I guess morels are hunting, so I can't use that. And <laughs> uh, shed hunting counts as hunting. Uh, I would say, I don't know, just, uh, boy, I don't think I have anything else out of fishing. I, uh, I've been called a, a fishing nut uh, uh Really, not too much. Probably uh, four wheeling. Okay. Uh, four wheeling would be it because going back on four wheeler trails and uh, just checking out stuff, uh, uh, viewing you know wildlife and stuff like that. Everything everything I do is around lakes and rivers, uh, and then I'll hunt just for a little bit of time and then go back to it. All right. So, is there a favorite sport to watch? Uh, no, Heather's a sports fan. I would say Vikings football is, is good because it makes her happy. <laughs> uh, outside of that, I'm, I'm all fish. 
no fun. <laughs> I I find it hard to believe that Viking football makes very many people happy. To be honest with you, well, and I say that as a Viking fan. <laughs> I I just want them to win because it's a nice homecoming. Because if I if I go, hey, how's it going? And I don't don't hear, and I go, how you doing? He goes, what? I know they lost. Oh. But, but if he's coming up to greet me before, as I pull in the driveway, I know they won. <laughs> okay. Finally, question number five. Growing up, what was your favorite subject in school? Oh, boy. I would have to say science, um, primarily the science. Oh, it was always entertaining to find out. Uh, actually, actually, let me take that back. Art. Okay. I like art. Oh, okay. Art was the, I, I just thought of it. Art would be my favorite because uh, you could create stuff that didn't exist. And as a kid, I thought it was kind of neat. Uh, you know, just the sketching, painting, drawing, uh, three-dimensional play, stuff like that. And uh, it was, uh, it was, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of art classes back then. But uh, when I was in high school, they actually created a, a next level for me and one other student. But uh, I never pursued it. Wow. Wow, I, I wouldn't have guessed that, but I can see why you'd be into science. I mean, you use science, at least uh, fish biology, on a pretty pretty routine basis. Yeah, I, I always like that things made sense. You know, uh, it's everything has a has a formula. Everything boils down to a solution for most for the most part. That was very satisfying, and, and art was uh, was I wouldn't say relaxing because I wanted to get it done. I didn't do it just to, to waste time. Sure. Cool. All right, bro, before we wrap it up, if we do want to book something with you again this summer, what's, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, just go to brosguideservice.com and watch for the Bro Roadshow is going to be coming back on uh, for sure in April, maybe the end of March, and we're going to be uh, scratching that open water itch uh, one show at a time. He's Bro Brosdahl, one of our favorites. Great, great to have him back on the show. Bro, thanks for taking the time today. Enjoy your day of fishing. Hey, thanks for having me, Kev. Everybody get out and have a good time on the water. That's it for this edition of the podcast. Some great episodes coming up next week. We've got Jason Rylander in to talk eel pout. And we'll check in with Will Pappenfuss. In the meantime, when you get a chance to get on the water, or on the hard water as the case may be, enjoy. Be safe. Come on, bud, in country.